Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. And good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today. I've got an exciting day ahead of us. This is the most the most people I've had in my uh, quote-unquote studio for a long, long time. Actually broadcasting live from the Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge Day. So raising funds for Miracle Hill. We'll talk a lot more about Miracle Hill today so we can give you more information about how you can help support if you desire to do that. But we're at the YMCA in Simpsonville. We're live today, so we'd love for you to come out to, to uh, take a listen to what's going on uh, at, all around me and see it. If, you've not, if you're not doing anything today that's uh, any more exciting than that, then you ought to come up to the YMCA in Simpsonville. I think there's plenty of parking out there. There's bouncy houses. There's, of course, the obstacle course. And uh, and first off, I want to bring some special guests on the microphone. My son David and my grandsons Dawson and Milo are sitting here on the spare microphone, and they went through the challenge this morning. So we want to get their thoughts if they'll actually talk. Dawson just turned four a few weeks ago. David turned four long yeah, a lot longer than right. that before that. So they're they're his kids. So anything that they say or don't say, it's they're all his responsibility. Oh sure, right. Yeah. I'm solely responsible for their words. Yes, we're we're going to throw you under the bus there for sure. So uh, they got here at eight o'clock before eight o'clock to go through the first round, and so um, I, I want to know how fun it was. So let's see if we can get Dawson. Let's see if we can get you on the microphone here and say, did you have a good time? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's about all a four-year-old will say. Huh? Hey, Dawson, what was your favorite part? What was your favorite part, Dawson? Can you say the bounce house? The bounce house. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, this is his first time doing this, and uh, and it was my first time actually because because uh, my daughter-in-law and Dawson decided to run the course. I had a hard time keeping up with everybody trying to, so I, I got my workout and warm up in early this morning. But uh, so, what'd you think, Dave? This first time that you and your family have participated. So right, Dawson is uh, just turned four this month, so it is his first time he would be old enough to do this event because it's four to twelve, I think. Right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's four to and twelve. And so, uh, being the probably the youngest kid out here, <laughs> you know, he took his time, and um, but he had a blast. Uh, we had to help him through the course kind of with some motivation. Uh, the older kids just blast off with full energy right away, and uh, <laughs> after the dust. a minute, yes, <laughs> after a minute, they, you know they're they're already tired. Um, but it's a great it's it's been a great event. It's uh, everything's spread out nicely. They've got bounce houses. Um, the course is really well marked with volunteers at each obstacle, and you know it's it's, it's um, easy enough for the little kids, but challenging enough for the older kids to make it fun. There's and plenty of help. There's plenty of volunteers at each right. of the obstacles to help you through, and you can even go around them if you want to. Right. It's too it's, difficult. Yeah. It's, it's not an official race, so it's just having fun. And 
you know, our two-year-old, uh, he was able to enjoy the bounce house. Yeah. And they both got face painted. Um, and Dad did, too. And Dad did, too. I got a Clemson <laughs> paw on my face um, to represent some Clemson Tigers here. So it's too late to have your child child participate, uh, but they can always come out. If you want to get them warmed up for next year, they can come out and just walk around and, and they can participate in the bouncy houses. That's fine. And get used to it. And next year they can actually participate. So anyway, so... Uh, I guess we can't get Dawson to say anything else. Probably, I think he's probably talked out. You know, you'd never know this because at, at home, this this kid can be nonstop talk. But uh, get him out, get him outside in front of a microphone, and and a lot of people clam up. So he'll be there one day. Okay, can you say thank you, G Pop? Say thank you. Thank you. There he is. Okay, so that's an official. We made his we made his. Oh, there's Milo. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Milo. Milo's uh, going to be three in November, so there's two of my grandkids. The other one is with uh, G-Mom at home so that the other boys could enjoy it a little bit more than uh, they could if they if they uh, were to all tagging along. Okay, so they're going to leave us, and then uh, Sarah's going to join us, and Sarah is also, she, she works at Miracle Hill, but she also has been a guest at Miracle Hill, and we'll get you right close to the microphone, Sarah. Yes. So welcome. Thank you for so, having me. So, uh, was your son going to come too, or is he not? He uh, is here. Banks. Banks. Where's Banks? He's Which the shy Banks? blonde ah, mullet right okay. over there. All right, so he's coming around. Let's yeah, see. and then Micah with us. Micah. He's our nephew. Ah, nephew and a son. So, have they done the Ninja Challenge already? No, they'll go at ten forty-five. So they're getting ready. So yeah. we can't ask them how uh, how much they enjoyed it. Have, have, Not how, yet. Have they done the bouncy houses and the? They Not haven't done yet. the face paint. I don't see any face right. paint. Right, they they're a little late on the scene, but uh, yeah, they'll head over that way. Yeah. So how how are you familiar with uh, with Miracle Hill? Because we want to share what what Miracle Hill does for people, and I uh, understand you got some real personal experience there. Absolutely. So born and raised in Greenville, never really knew what Miracle Hill was until I needed it. Uh, and so I spent about 10 years in addiction and ended up at Shepherd's Gate, our shelter for women and children, and then Renewal, which is our inpatient program. Okay. So I graduated that program in 2009 and started working for the ministry in 2012. Oh, okay. So what do you do for the ministry? I work in development. So we help um, put events like this on and raise awareness for the ministry. Okay. So um, the different parts of the ministry, and, and Katie's going to talk more about this after after the break, but the part that you're involved in uh you or or actually when when you were as a guest i, I really want to focus more on that yeah. because katie can talk about more since then for sure um so what was your experience like and how do you feel like miracle hill helped you just in life in general great question um i think one of the biggest takeaways for me was just the kindness the compassion you're coming in you're really rough around the edges you need a lot of grace, uh, you need a lot of guidance, and the women that were my counselors just all the way through were so invested in me, are still friends of mine today, really cared about my well-being, really helped me learn how to live a healthy, productive life, gave me tangible resources to do that. Um, you know, paying bills, getting a job, writing a resume, all those things that maybe we don't really pick up when we're not making great choices. Right, right. So just everything I needed help with, they were there for. So um, so when helping get a job and all those things, and then did you get a job then come back to work for Miracle Hill? or? 
I did. Yeah. So when I graduated the program, I moved into our transitional housing, which is um, just a huge piece of the program to really learn how to live out what you've learned and put it into practice. And then I started working for a a local coffee shop uh, right after graduation. And then I came to the ministry a few years later and I've been here ever since. Very good. So um, when, when you're part of Miracle Hill, I'm not sure how much the guests, I think they really understand this that the reason these facilities and these people are here is because people donate to to make that possible. Was that something you were aware of at the time when you were a guest, that this was all because the people were giving money to help this? Oh, yeah, I was not aware. Okay. And, and it's interesting, you don't, being born and raised here, how I wasn't really aware of Miracle Hill and what they did until I find myself in the position where I needed that. Yeah. Um, and you never know who's going to need the, the resources Miracle Hill has. So, yeah, I had no idea how it was funded. Um, I knew volunteers came from all over the place to love on us. They were there consistently, but I really didn't understand that other piece of it. Um, And I got to say, I mean, Miracle Hill is probably one of the only places I have worked for that is who they say they are. Being a guest and seeing it from that point of view and then being on this side uh, has just been such a great blessing. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I've said often when people ask me, what are some of the things that are the most important uh, or, or the most obvious to me at Miracle Hill is the staff and yes. the and the care that the staff has. Is, they're not there as a job. It's, it's obvious that they are there because they want to be there and they want to help these people get through this phase of their life and get on to serving God and doing the things that will will really matter uh, Absolutely. outside of themselves, really. Yeah, they really answer that call. Like you said, Mike, it's more than a job. Uh, it's a mission for them, and so uh, and you can tell the way they love our guests, the way they are just so patient with the guests, because yeah. it's hard. You get in there and you're you know you're struggling and fighting your flesh, but I gotta say the staff, um, they're so genuine and wanting you to succeed and do well long term, yeah, and yeah. and it's just a beautiful thing. Okay, Sarah, thank you very much. Thank it's time you, for our first break, but uh, we we will continue our coverage here live at the Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge after this break. Talking Money is brought to you by Ronald Blue Trust. With nationwide trust capabilities, Ronald Blue Trust provides wealth management strategies and trust services based on biblical principles to help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. With over $11 billion of assets under management and advisement and a network of 16 offices, including Greenville, Ronald Blue Trust serves over 10,000 clients in all 50 states through distinct divisions and offers services across the wealth spectrum in these key areas financial retirement estate planning, investment management and solutions, charitable giving strategies, personal trust and estate settlement, bill paying, family office services, business consulting, and institutional client services. More information about Ronald Blue Trust can be found at ronblue.com. Ronald Blue Trust is a trademark used by Thrivent Trust Company and Thrivent Trust Company of Tennessee Incorporated, separate affiliated entities. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, your host for today. So we are, are broadcasting live today from the Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge. So I am uh, strategically located on a hill 
conveniently and strategically under a shade tree, so I'm not going to be in the heat like everybody else, although we do have a tent, at the finish line. So we can see the kids when they come through here and they're finished with all the obstacles. And there are 10 obstacles uh, that go over about uh, three-quarters of a mile into the woods and come back out of the woods and go through. Uh, some of them a little more difficult than others, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's fun for the kids. I actually ended up going through most of the course this morning, not intending. I thought I was going to be observing my grandson, Dawson, who was on the show earlier, kind of on the show earlier. Uh, I actually got a few words out of him. But I walked through the whole course trying to do the, uh, the G-pop thing with taking pictures of them as they went through the obstacles. And because they were lagging behind most of the rest of the group, he just turned four a few weeks ago because uh, we're lagging the rest of the group. We were actually able to get on part of the course with him and, and take some real close-up pictures, and, and that was nice. But the big deal was when, he, when they come across the finish line and they have these medals that well, a little bit look like an Olympic medal. Not, not exactly, but the same idea. You've got the strap that goes around their head and have the medal hanging off their chest, and uh, they're really proud of that and think that's really pretty cool. So if you've never been to one of these, I invite you to come out. We're at the YMCA in Simpsonville, and I think there's probably plenty of parking. The church next door has uh, graciously allowed us to use their parking as well. We can come out here and you can uh, just uh, just look. Uh, there's things the kids can't uh, join now because we had a limit on how many children we could actually sign up. But there's other things to do with bouncy houses, and there's food trucks out here, and a lot of things that, that could be fun even if you're not actually participating in the in the uh, actual challenge and I also have some gifts here so if you're around and we've got some uh, 94.5 the answer magnets and i got a cool flashlight combo keychain uh, screwdriver thingamajig here that i think uh is pretty cool i'm i'm, I'm going to take one of these myself so um if you want one of those we'll, we'll give them to you free you just have to stop by the the tent here and, and say hello to us and we'll be glad to to give you one of those so I uh, had some special guests. Uh, my son David, of course, is, was talking about the actual event. And then Sarah was here talking about not just the event, but uh, talking about her experience with Miracle Hill. And, uh, and I've got Katie Sedola here with me, too. She's uh, been with Miracle Hill just a brief time. Uh, Jolanda, who was uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago, is not able to be with us as a sick child. Uh, so Katie stepped in to uh, <laughs> help fill us in on what's going on at, at Miracle Hill in general. So welcome to the microphone, Katie. Thanks. Thanks for having so me. So after one month, you're you're jumping in the saddle. Yeah, it's exciting. But really not one month because you had an internship. Mm -hmm, I did, yeah. And who did you internship intern with? Yeah, so I actually Sandy? interned with Kaylin. Kaylin, okay. So I was an event intern, and we were trying to plan this event, and COVID happened. Uh, so I don't know if you year. remember. Yeah, yeah, we did the CEO Ninja Challenge instead right so. that's when ryan just did it mm -hmm. kind of on his own instead yeah. yeah i'm sure ryan's very relieved this year yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of exciting and there's a little bunch of people out here mm -hmm. and if you just everybody's here till about noon i think right yeah the last one the last wave goes at 10:45, and then families can just play in the in the stuff get face painting yeah, get, get a hot dog mm -hmm. get uh, some italian ice yeah uh, rita's italian ice and uh, Put on the water slide and the water slide yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um let's talk about it. it's a fundraising event mm -hmm. obviously it is. and when you hear people like sarah talking about the things that happened with her and the benefit it was to her at miracle hill it makes you realize uh, how important a ministry mm -hmm. like this is yeah but you know i was i was curious i did not ask her ahead of time about how much she knew. I know some of the guests that I've talked to mm -hmm. are aware 
that it's because of volunteer contributions. Mm -hmm. There's no government support now at all. I mean, yeah. That's that stopped mm -hmm. middle of this year, even for the foster families. Mm -hmm. So this is a totally self-supporting ministry, and it's a huge ministry. It mm -hmm. does has, so. Tell us a little bit about uh, the different types of yeah. ministries that are involved in here. Mm -hmm. And as you guys mentioned a little bit earlier, there can be a lot of confusion about what Miracle Hill is. But I like to describe it as there's three buckets. There's the addiction recovery bucket, there's the homelessness bucket, and then there's the foster care. Yes. So um, Sarah was part of the addiction recovery program. And a lot of times the homelessness piece is connected with that. Sure. Mm -hmm. But there's, we have a various rescue missions. Um, Greenville Rescue Mission is one that would be more familiar down here than there's um, the women's facilities. So all, all of those buckets, um, the funding that was raised for this event is going into all those, the general fund. So yeah, it'll impact I, all three of those. I talked to some of the, the policemen that I know and, and even my brothers who don't live here but have both been policemen and they run into situations as a police officer, you run into these situations where you find domestic disputes, mm -hmm. you find there are uh, people that are just homeless on the street who need help. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where do we go? Mm -hmm. Where do we take these people? Well, yeah. there's a few options. I mean, Salvation Army Course is one. Mm -hmm. But Miracle Hill has been a mainstay for a, a place for these people to send their, the people. Like, mm -hmm. They can't leave them in the patrol car. They can't take them to the hospital. Where are they going to take them? Mm -hmm. Miracle yeah. Hill. Yeah. It's, it's really it's a problem that, I mean, people see see that person holding the sign on the side of the road and and it's a huge blessing to be able to have a place where they can come they can get that meal they can have a bed to sleep in and then they can also hear the gospel and that's that's really the heartbeat of what the ministry is is being able to share the love of Jesus with homeless and hurting people like that's that's our goal and that's that's the heartbeat behind this event and, yeah, and it's yeah. really cool to see kids participating in that. Yeah, you might be able to hear in the background, I don't know how well you can hear the the cheering as, as another wave comes to the finish line. And here comes a little boy coming through, finishing his round and gets his medal and so forth. So that's great. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, when, when you think of the uh, the different services that Miracle Hill provides and, and people, I think, assume that there's got to be some government funding. And when we tell people, no, there's, there is no government funding. Mm -hmm. It comes from donations from people. And, uh, and we can feel sorry and, and should and feel mm -hmm. our heart should break for people like in Afghanistan. We, we people coming across the border. There's all these different things. But I, I find it kind of interesting how sometimes the same people who are concerned about people coming across the border and, and wanting to get a better life, aren't as concerned as they should be for people right here in their community. Mm -hmm. And the way to help that is to give something to Miracle Hill. Yeah, no, that's so true. And even something as simple as transitional housing, you know, we it's great when people go through these addiction recovery programs, but when they don't have anywhere to live after that, it's like, what are they, what are they gonna do? It's so easy to fall back into that old lifestyle. Um, and so something as simple like that, that's that's loving your neighbor. That's That's doing, what I would say is our duty to take care of the people in our own in our own cities. Yeah, and there have been some uh, corporations that have helped to fund some of those houses. Mm -hmm. I know we've had some foundations and so yeah. forth to give money because mm -hmm. that is so important. Uh, two things: one, the transitional housing, and also just the the uh, the teaching mm -hmm. of God's word and how that can really help. That's that's the key to mm -hmm. keep them that's from the falling key. back because yeah. they need that 
that support system, uh, it's good to have from people, but mm-hmm. more importantly to have it from your faith. Yeah, that's Jesus is the anchor that's going to keep keep people steady. So sponsors for today. I know Ronald Blue Trust, of course, is one of the main sponsors for today. Do you have the list of any, any of the sponsors? Do you remember who they are? I'm, I'm trying to remember who some of the other sponsors are. we got a big list of, of some of those, but there are many sponsors who have come out. We'd like you to, and, and you can go to miraclehill.org mm-hmm. forward slash donate, I think, is where if you wanted to actually um, donate something just to the ministry in general, and we'd love to have that. I mean, it's just such an important ministry, whether it's 50 bucks or whether it's 5,000. I know some people listening can give 5,000 or 10,000. Uh, don't be bashful. So yeah, his radio's out here. They're playing some some uh, music. Who else we got there? Mungo Homes helped a lot. Build builders, yeah, they've done a lot. I met mm-hmm. some of them from the uh, committee. Uh huh. We've got um, our hero sponsors: Ben Reed, Carlton Manley, Mickey Dolan, Service Transport Incorporate, um, Tucker Hips Memorial Foundation. Um, we've got a lot of people that really just yeah just just really partnered and and helped in so many ways. Um, even some of our vendors that are here, a special thanks to Big Air Greenville, Contract Lumber, Laser Work, Rita's, Snyder Tire, TPM Incorporated. Lots so, of fun stuff. So the kids <laughs> have been raising funds too. Mm-hmm. How much have the kids raised? So the kids have raised a grand total, just the kids, not the sponsors, but a grand total of a little bit over $33,000. That's just amazing. It's, yeah, the that's incredible. Versus what was it the first year? Yes. So the second year we did it, it was around $6,000. Yeah. So we this is kind of an increasing event. It's a We've only done it a couple of years, so we're really hoping to see it grow. Um, we filled all the slots that we had for the kids. This year we had 300 kids sign up, and that was our cap. So it's it's just been really exciting to yeah. see this all come together. Yeah, and this is the the first time being out here at the YMCA. It's the first mm-hmm. time we've done it out here, so it's it's closer. It was at the Miracle Hill Children's Home up in uh, uh, Cleveland or somewhere mm-hmm. uh, Pickens uh, County, Pumpkin Town, or mm-hmm. up up that way. But uh, now we're back local, so we can everybody doesn't don't have an excuse to come here and to to visit. And invite you to also come by our booth to get the 94.5 magnet and this this uh, really cool looking flashlight and mm-hmm. things like that. So what else can you tell us? What else do I forget? We got one minute. Okay, in one minute, I think I want to call out the top three fundraisers. Okay. So our top three three fundraisers, kid, kid fundraisers. kids, yep, are Lincoln, Nelly, and Banks. Lincoln, Nelly, and Banks. Mm-hmm. Banks is Sarah's son. Banks, yep, Banks was on here. And their total, so Lincoln raised a total of $4,060. Wow. Nellie raised a total of $3,400. And Banks raised $2,000. That's great. Wow. Okay, great event. We'll be out here for the rest of this hour up to 11 o'clock, broadcasting live from at the YMCA in Simpsonville, South Carolina. So hope you can join us for the second half of this show or come out and see us at the Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge. We'll be right back. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust has distinct divisions that work with clients across the wealth spectrum, private wealth, everyday steward, family office, and the professional athlete division. The company's largest division, private wealth, is designed to provide financial guidance for clients with an investable net worth of a million dollars or higher. Private wealth advisors can provide advice in many areas, including managing cash flow, growing assets while decreasing debt, overseeing investment portfolios, developing tax-efficient estate and strategic giving plans, and utilizing trust services if needed, all with a big picture in view. 
The private wealth division has 16 offices across the United States, including Greenville. For more information on Ronald Blue Trust offices and the advisors serving there, please visit ronblue.com. Ron Blue Trust is a trademark used by Thrivent Trust Company and Thrivent Trust Company of Tennessee Incorporated, separate affiliated entities. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. We're on the second half on the downhill side of this, which is kind of appropriate because I'm kind of on a downhill. I'm, I'm uphill looking downhill at the finish line here at the Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge at the YMCA in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Just a short little drive from uh, downtown Greenville. A bunch of people out here topped out at 300 kids, which was how many we had to limit the number of children that could be involved from ages 4 to 12. But there's, in addition to the 10 uh, different challenges, as well as the um, bouncy houses, and there's also the face painting, and there's, uh, looks like maybe hot dogs out here. And uh, Rita's Italian Ice and, and Katie just mentioned all the different sponsors before the break, so we won't do that again. But uh, just a great corporate uh, sponsored event where a lot of people have, have come together to help. I'm, I'm, I'm watching one, two, three, four more kids running toward the last obstacle and about to come to the finish line, which, of course, they love to get their, their medals. So 300 kids coming through from 8 o'clock till almost at 11 o'clock. And uh, we're here, of course, raising funds for Miracle Hill. We've talked a lot about Miracle Hill at the first half of this hour and had uh, Sarah on and, and Katie and, and my son was on talking about the event. But a lot of great things happen at Miracle Hill. Um, now my special guest, Jacob Edmiston, is the uh, development. He's the chief development officer. Yes, sir. A new title, I guess. But yeah, same, same role, new title. Same role, new title. <laughs> yeah. So he's with me, and he's obviously been running around and having a great time out here as well. Got to, well, his hat's on backwards. You don't have the ninja... The, I, the ninja band on. I don't, and this is just to cover the sweat. It's hot out here. <laughs> it's hot out here. Well, that's why I strategically put this uh, WGTK tent underneath the the tree, and of course we've got the tent as well, so just to help keep us from getting this <laughs> too sweaty out here. Brilliant. So tell us, you've been in your role for a couple years now. Yeah, yeah, I've been with the ministry for nine years total, but nine I've been already. I've I, been in development for six, and in this role for going on three years. Okay. Yeah. So what uh, what is it most enjoyable for you is working for Miracle Hill? You know, I, as a believer in Christ, you know, I want to burn my candle every day for the King. And it is absolutely satisfying to get to come to work and to know, hey, what we're doing today makes a difference in somebody's life, someone who's created in the image of God. He knows them by name. So knowing that 600 plus people are going to be ministered to, they may hear that they're loved for the very first time. Uh, that brings joy to my heart, knowing that we're making a difference in someone's life right here in the upstate. We're doing it in the name of Jesus. And what you just said, you went through it very quickly, Yeah. but it's such an important part. They, they may have realized that they are loved for the very first time. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's amazing to us who have had great parents and, and spouses and families that have loved us our whole lives to realize there are people out there who don't feel that way. Right, they don't have the same upbringing. And, and uh, you know, the Greenville Rescue Mission downtown one of the things I love about that place, it's our flagship mission, uh, but it's it's downtown Greenville. And in, in the gymnasium, during the cold weather months, when it drops below that 40-degree mark, uh, we open up that cold weather shelter, and we'll have we'll have 100 mats laid out on the floor. And in these huge letters at the top of the, the gymnasium, it says, You are loved. 
And the, the director of the mission there, his name's David Hanna, he says before we can before we can talk to someone about the fact that maybe they're lost or they don't know the Lord, they need to know they're loved first. And yes. so you're right. And yeah. care for their physical needs. Yeah. Uh, and that's got to come from somewhere. Absolutely. That, that just doesn't come out of the sky. We have donations and, people, and corporations donate and, and some, I guess there's some, still some... Um, Grocery store chains, maybe that donate some food. Oh yeah, uh, right. And yeah, Costco. They we do they do some leftover Ingles. donations to us. Yep. Yeah, Ingles, Ingles is a big a lot, partner. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's good to mention those names so people know who is supporting it behind the scenes. You don't know that they're doing this, but they're 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 a big part of the ministry and with the food, the food uh, warehouse. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great ministry and it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, it sure does. And those are some good partners you just we just mentioned there. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you get a chance to to visit pretty much all the facilities and see all the different things that are going on. I do. Uh, one of the things that I've been amazed at, of course, I, I forgot, for, failed to mention that full disclosure, I've been on the board now for, I can't even remember how long, five years or something I've been on the board. And as part of the board's responsibility, it's nice for, for donors to know this, that we go to each of the facilities every year mm-hmm. and we interview uh, the the head of it, we interview a staff member, and we also interview one of the guests. Mm-hmm. And this is behind closed doors, just us, and and we learn things that uh, we ask. We ask candid questions: uh, Are you being loved? Are you being well cared for? Uh, are you being shared the gospel? Why, all these different questions we ask, and we ask the staff, uh, what? How can we help? So the board knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that, that I've always admired and, uh, and shouldn't be amazed at, but and I, I mentioned this to uh, Katie bef- uh, before the break, was the um, sincere sincerity, the desire, the, the absolute um, care that the staff wants to show to each of the guests. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And some of them have been, a lot of our staff have been guests themselves, too. And yeah, Sarah. We talked to Sarah, and she'd yeah. been a guest, and now she works there. Been there for about wow, nine years now. Yeah, and she works on the development team, actually yeah, working with, with donors. And yeah. uh, what better person to tell donor how donors how their gifts impact the ministry than someone whose life has been completely altered by someone investing in right. her in the name of Jesus? Well, there's a way to learn more about that because I know you've done uh, several podcasts uh, and videos from. Um, and you've interviewed guests and so forth. Mm-hmm. How can they find that? You can go to the Miracle Hill website. Yeah, you. so the best place to find it is on our, our YouTube channel. We do email it out every month. It's on all of our social media. Right. But uh, on YouTube, you can go to Miracle Hill Ministries. And we actually have a story that releases every month, and we call it our Stories of Rescue series. And it's testimonies from around the ministry, from each of the kind of buckets of ministry that we have, you know, recovery, homeless services, and foster care. We tell different stories from around the ministry. Every single month there's a new one yeah. that drops. They can learn more. So if you want to you want to really see firsthand and hear firsthand the impact that this ministry is having in the upstate, and, and to my knowledge, it's the largest of its kind in, in the upstate. There's nobody else that does more for homeless or, or for drug addiction than... Miracle Hill. Yeah, we are the, the largest provider of homeless services in the upstate of South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. And, uh, and, of course, you get millions of dollars of government funding, right? Not a dime. <laughs> Not a dime. No, it's all funded by people like yourself and, and your listeners here who uh, who want to change someone's life. It's individually funded and, and foundations, and but, but no government funding. Yeah. So how can somebody, uh, I, I would assume you would know, how does somebody, if they want to make a contribution uh do you have any idea where to go i i have an idea <laughs> yeah, you can go to miraclehill.org uh, forward slash give miraclehill.org 
forward slash give. And if you go to the Miracle Hill homepage, there's a donate mm-hmm. button right there in yeah, the front. Yeah, that's the so easiest that, way that right gets there. you there. Yeah, Correct. one way or the other. Yeah. So um, it's, it's obviously a very satisfying career for you to be able to involve, like you said, yes, you're making an impact in people's lives every single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we appreciate you even doing that because we know it's not uh, the highest paying jobs around that's, that people could get. Those who work for the ministry often are working at, uh, I think, almost exclusively working at a a lower rate than they could have gotten if they'd gone into the private sector to do the same thing. Yeah. But they're they're passionate and, and that's we love to see that. It's a calling for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what other things? What else would you like to share? We we want to try to get another guest after the break, uh, to um to yeah. talk about their experience. Uh Young Gun you called him. Yes. We'll see if we get Young Gun <laughs> his, on here yeah, after, his, after the break. His name's Young Jen Gun. He's an Young incredible guy. In fact my sons, I have four little boys and they all call him Uncle Uncle Young. The baby calls him Uncle Ung. Uh, but Uncle Ung will be on for the next session. But uh we just want to say thank you to your listeners who who make what we do uh possible. I mean literally every single day. A lot of if you think about it this way, um a lot of times people who are on the streets or people who have come from trauma, they're, they're just focusing on surviving. Uh, before you can focus on things like uh, education and a job and all, sometimes just where it's just where's my next meal coming from, you know, right. and uh, to, to be able to provide that for somebody, to be able to give them bread to eat and at the same time the bread of life in Jesus Christ uh, is, is it's healing for the body and the soul. And so we just want to say thank you to the folks who make it possible. We, yeah. we really do rely Good. on you. Yeah, there's a lot of places you can give, but very few places that you give that do both of those things, and that's that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so so Jacob, as a token of my appreciation for coming, I'm going to give you this this cool little flashlight <laughs> combo keychain and uh, screwdriver that, hey. that you can carry with you for the rest of your days. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. All right, so uh, we're here. A lot. Thank you, Jacob, for being on the program with us this morning. We'll we'll see if we can continue with uh, young young gun after the uh, after the break. If you want to come out here and join us, we'd love to have you come by and say hello. Pick up a magnet from the 94.5 studios as well as one of these cool flashlight keychain uh, thingamajigs that uh, I think would, would uh, be cool to carry as well. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back with the last segment of Talking Money after this break. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust has distinct divisions that work with clients across the wealth spectrum. One division is Everyday Steward which serves clients who are just getting started to those with an investable net worth ranging from 100000 up to a million. For those desiring objective, biblical principles in their investments, cash flow management, financial planning, which includes retirement, insurance, tax, and estate, and their giving, Ronald Blue Trust's Everyday Steward Advisors can serve as their clients' stewardship coaches so they can focus on a living a life of purpose. For more information about Everyday Steward and the other divisions of Ronald Blue Trust, they can be found at ronblue.com. Ronald Blue Trust is a trademark used by Thrivent Trust Company and Thrivent Trust Company of Tennessee Incorporated, separate affiliated entities. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today and every day at 10 o'clock on Talking Money. been doing this for about uh, 15 years now. Seems hard to believe it's uh, been that long, but it's been, a, it's been a great ride. And I love the times when we can go out live and especially when it relates to Miracle Hill. So we've been talking a lot about Miracle Hill because I'm live here today at the at the Simpsonville YMCA. 
just uh, south of Greenville. So we'd love to have you come out. There's just a few minutes left uh, that I'm going to be here, but everybody will be here until closer to noontime today if you want to come see what the kids are doing and all the challenges that they're up to, the 10 challenges that they go through. And uh, I had the experience I mentioned earlier, but for those who are new listening, that I uh, almost ran through the whole obstacle course this morning, <laughs> not because I wanted to, but because uh, my grandson, who just turned four, my oldest grandson turned four just a few weeks ago, and his mom, my daughter-in-law, is a runner. And so uh, once they <laughs> once they got on the course, they decided to run between obstacles, <laughs> and that's uh, I haven't done a lot of that lately, so <laughs> especially in the humidity. So trying to keep up with them, so I could do the. The grandpa picture thing, or the G-pop in our in our case, the G-pop pictures and videos that we've got. Uh, and if it were TV, I'd show them to you, but it's not TV; it's it's radio. But th- this is a great event, and and it's uh, something that I I love to be a part of, to help people to raise uh, to give money to raise more funds for this great cause, because Miracle Hill Ministries has been doing great work in the Upstate of South Carolina and and beyond. And we'll talk about that in just a minute for many 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 decades for decades. And now no government funding. So there is no, there's no government money coming in here. It's all coming from donations. So we need your help to, to make sure that this ministry can continue to do what it does with the homelessness, the drug addiction, and the families, the women that come through with their children and need a place to stay for whatever reason they might have domestic abuse or something going on. Um, they need some place to go. And the police need to have some place to take them. And this has been a great place to, to do that. And Miracle has been doing a wonderful job at that. MiracleHill.org forward slash give is a way to, to give additional funds to this great cause. And so we've been talking to several different people here, those who have participated in the event, as well as some of those who uh, have actually been through some of the programs. And uh, Young, we call it Young Gun. Yes, Young, sir. Right? Hi, my name is uh, Young Jin Gun. Young Jin Gun. I, I, uh, <laughs> it's a Korean name yeah. for those of you listening out there. And uh, um, so we want to talk to. Do we want to talk to to Young about what his uh, how he ever got involved from out west? You know, I saw you run the. Did you course see me today? Were you? Did you have a stroller too, or were you pushing? No, it and no, just no that wasn't me. I just, uh, <laughs> I couldn't, I could barely run myself. Let alone I will say that you, out of all the grandparents, you had really good form. Like you yeah. were running through and running up the hills and keeping up. You're tracking with your grandchild, so it was, it was thoroughly impressive, Mike. I was, okay, I was, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Thanks. All right, enough of that. Okay, so just for that, you get to have one of these keychains. All right, thank you. That, Ninety-four point five. So Wonderful. Nice. Yeah, there you, you go. A flashlight, it's a screwdriver, and a keychain all at once. Uh, so uh, understand that uh, you came from out west. So let's tell me about your journey to Greenville, really to Miracle Hill, how you found out about it, and, and what kind of benefit it's been to you. So do you know that part in the, uh, in the Bible where they said Abraham went uh, not knowing where he was going and he yeah. received his blessing? That yeah. is pretty much my story. Okay. So I had never heard of Miracle Hill. I was from uh, a small town called Durango, Colorado, and um, I was um, pretty much living a life without any hope. I was uh, struggling with uh, addiction to drugs. I was enslaved um, to that. Um, I had been in and out of the um, legal system, and um, I had some friends of mine who said, you know what? There's this place in Greenville, South Carolina (laughs) called Miracle Hill, and I think you should go check it out. And I was like, Greenville? South Carolina. I had you never heard of South no, Carolina. No, I had never heard of this. I was like, what is out in Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina? And they're like, there's this place called Miracle Hill. And um, at the time, I, I was not a, um, I grew up in the church, but I, I 
I wasn't really a believer. I didn't go to church. I, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know, um, I didn't have a faith other than um, just uh, trying to survive and trying to get through my every day. Your faith was in drugs or something? I, you know what? I think my faith was in survival, yeah. and I was just living in scarcity. Yeah. And um, uh, there was many things that brought me here, but the main thing was that uh, my brother um, passed away from a drug overdose in 2015. And, uh, and the worst day of my life. Colorado? This was this is out in Colorado. And um, the worst day of my life. And um, Older from, brother or younger brother? He was a younger brother. Younger brother. And um, he, uh, me and my mother, one day we um, had the terrible, terrible experience of, of having found him. Um, passed away from a drug overdose. And from that moment, um, when I found him, I didn't know what to do, and so I did this thing that I hadn't done in 25 years, which is I decided to say a prayer. I just said this prayer over his body, this prayer of um, thank you, God, for uh, allowing me to have this brother. I don't really know what is happening. Uh, I don't know, but can you take his soul into heaven? And in that moment, I think something shifted. I think in that moment I really had to figure out what I believed in and, and, and why I believed it. So that was the beginning of the journey. Someone says, go to Miracle Hill. And so um, I got on an airplane and I went to this program called Overcomers. Yeah. So Overcomers is Very our- familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, Overcomers is our seven month long a discipleship and recovery program for people who are struggling with drugs and alcohol. We also have the Renewal Center, which is uh, for females. Mm -hmm. And um, I went through this program and uh, it uh, completely uh, changed my life, completely saved my life, completely um, started me on a path that I had no idea God was going to put me on. <laughs> right. Oh. So uh, that was... Uh, Just kept going through the open doors until God Absolutely. closed Honestly, it. Honestly, yeah. I don't even know. It wasn't my power. It wasn't my decision making. It was, it was just God just asked me to, to show up and be faithful. And then he just kept making things happen. Yeah. So um, that was three years ago. And uh, in that three years, after graduating, um, I became a ministry trainee. And now I work um, in Spartanburg for um, the Spartanburg Rescue Mission. We have a transitional living home called Copperline, and uh, it is for men coming out of the Spartanburg Rescue Mission. Uh, the Lord also sought fit to uh, open doors, and uh, I am a junior at Bob Jones oh, really? University. Okay. A place that I had so, never, I didn't know existed. I did, <laughs> <laughs> it was just another thing on this journey that uh, has been so amazing. And so Miracle Hill, I mean, God used Miracle Hill as an instrument to really save my life. God used Miracle Hill um, to uh, witness to me. And this is where I rededicated my life to Jesus. Yeah, saved where your I, soul. I, you know, I found my inheritance. I found my identity. I, I found uh, just everything that is important to me now. Yeah, so uh, when you went through the Overcomers program, and then did, did you spend time in the transitional house yourself? So uh, I did not spend time in the transitional house. But okay. After the seven months, I um, was what they call a ministry trainee. Okay. There are many people who come through our um, come through either our shelters or through our renewal program or even Overcomers. And uh, they really, um, after they decide that this is something they might be interested in, um, Miracle Hill gives them an opportunity to basically see if, if ministry might be something, vocational ministry might be something uh, they're interested okay, in. Okay, okay. And the ministry is just so diverse and so large that there are many places that uh, you can find to serve and you can find um, a, a way to let your roots grow deeper 
and yeah. uh, just figure out what. Even as a volunteer, you don't have to sure. be a full time. There's, sure, there's a way to go on the website and and go to the volunteer page, and you can find a place. So maybe you're one that says, "Oh, I don't have uh, you know extra funds," and a lot of people don't have extra funds to give. But maybe you have some time you can spend. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite parts of my job now is, is getting to meet volunteers. So there are volunteers at Spartanburg Rescue Mission. They work in the kitchen. We have volunteer drivers. We have people who give of their time. And those were some of the um, very first people I met on this journey that um, that really shared Jesus with me. In volunteers. A way that, yeah, they were absolutely, I guess, my first real friends in Greenville, you know, outside of Miracle wow. Hill were these people that I met wow. to. And, and some of the most important conversations I had I had with volunteers at Miracle Hill because they had a way of, of um, being really approachable and uh, sharing the love of Christ with me. And um, You could tell they cared, right? Absolutely. I mean, you could, yeah. Absolutely. And so um, it's an amazing, amazing part of the ministry is, is we couldn't do it without volunteers. volunteers so Spartanburg, so. Um, and people don't know Miracle Hill Ministries has uh, facilities in Spartanburg County, Cherokee sure, County. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, so, County, I think, too. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the way that the ministry breaks down, um, in, in the adult ministries part, we have, of course, the Greenville Rescue Mission. And then after that, we have the Spartanburg Rescue Mission and the uh, Gaffney Rescue Mission. Gaffney. In Greenville as well, there's Shepherd's Gate, which is women and children. Right. Um, and then um, also within, what we'll find is, as people are going through rescue missions and trying to change their life, um, we, like, uh, we want to build a relationship with them. We want to see them grow. But then they have to escape whatever is keeping them enslaved to homelessness. So what, for some people it is, is they're dealing with um, addiction. Some people are struggling right. with mental health. Some people are uh, struggling with trauma. And so um, through Miracle Hill, we find ways to partner with the community or uh, we send them to you know uh, things like overcomers or we have personal development programs. Uh, or ministry trainees, and they find a way to continue to grow in Christ, to continue to yeah. grow yeah. and find themselves more financially, you know, stable. Really. So, are you going to school full time and working full time? I am, sir. I, I'm very blessed. Um, so, I work second shift at this uh, Copperline Transitional Home, and I get to watch people's lives uh, change. Second shift. Okay. Yeah. So, I spend most of my mornings at Bob Jones, and I spend most of my afternoons um, either at the Spartanburg Rescue Mission or at the Copperline Transitional House. And yeah. It's just been a really amazing experience i can't um i can't thank miracle hill enough and um, it's uh something that's just been so wonderful so what do you what is your next step after sure. finishing after finishing school and so forth uh <laughs> maybe you know, maybe miracle hill will bring you on full-time oh for that was you know well, I'm, well i am a full-time staff member now uh, for the I meant, I meant house, for after school maybe for maybe career. you know what one of the great things i i did learn at overcomers was not to not to live too far in the future or not to live too far in the past but just be in the present and to, to uh, you know, make good decisions and stay faithful in the present. Yeah. You know? Trust in God just Trust to take God. you that next step. And you've Absolutely. obviously done that. And, and what's amazing to me is how fast God can make those changes because you said just three years ago. Yes. I mean, so uh, this event has a special place in my heart. So the very first thing that I did as a ministry trainee, which is kind of like an intern, was I, I was um, a volunteer at this event. Ah, so I, I did the inflatable okay. water slide over there my first year <laughs> up at the children's uh, home. And it was a, it was a, so to be back here now three years later and uh, just getting a chance to talk to you, that's great. it's such a wonderful gift. Thanks, Mike. Okay, well, we've got about 30 seconds left, so we got to wrap it up. But thanks a lot for joining. It's no, uh, thank great you. meeting you and, uh, nice and keep doing you. the good work at Miracle Hill. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, uh, we've been broadcasting live here at the Miracle Hill Kids Ninja Challenge, so we're glad you joined us today. We're next week, back with uh, a different edition of, uh, of Talking Money. So have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.